Hello and welcome to the Bombay Film Story. This is the unique podcast series where we tell you the story of Bombay and films through someone who over the years has seen the change in both and they've themselves grown with it. For the benefit of our listeners and viewers, I must make it known that this conversation is taking place on May 25, 2021 and that's important because the story of our guest is such an ongoing one that we while we look back at 40 years of a time in mumbai and the movies in fact the future or the second phase of her career looks even more glorious just to give you a quick sense the last film fair award for best actress happened for her in 2018 for badhai of course ladies and gentlemen neena gupta thank you so much neena ji for joining us thank you thank you you know neena ji the last time uh, we saw you on screen was of course uh, sardar ka grandson you were a really cute grandmother in that film or actually the one before that again that we saw you on netflix was masaba masaba which is such a fun series and you're with your daughter you know uh, neena ji the first thing that i thought of while i was watching masaba masaba was what an amazing actor your daughter is and the sense i got based on whatever i read thereafter is that you actually dissuaded her from taking up acting as a profession is that true yeah it's true and uh, obviously she wanted to become an actor like uh, because acting is a very glamorous thing so i think all kids want to become actors everybody wants to become an actor so i told her my uh, views and uh, fortunately she agreed and after i saw the rushes of masaba masaba i went home and i said sorry to her Okay. I said I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I didn't know you were such a good actor. In fact, I was very surprised myself because uh, a lot of it where I was not there, I had not seen. And uh, she's very good. I was surprised, and I said sorry to her. What about your own parents, uh, Nina Ji? Did they dissuade you from taking up the profession uh, while you were growing up? Was that something that you had to deal with? My mother wanted me to become an IAS officer. and she used to look down upon hindi cinema and uh, she didn't like me going coming to bombay and uh, i said no i want to try it out for a few years and if nothing happens i'll come back and i was uh, also an mphil in sanskrit so i could take up teaching or do i'm phd or something something and uh, they didn't like it but obviously they could stop me and right. i came here but mphil in sanskrit and if i'm not mistaken nina ji you're going to pursue a phd uh, in sanskrit thereafter can you speak sanskrit i know it's the toughest language it takes a lot of memory to actually speak it as as regular can you speak sanskrit nina ji no i can't because language spoken language is when you keep speaking and i've hardly spoken right. so um, i've forgotten most of it i just remember the poets uh, remember the literature like I love Kalidas and you know things like that. So those I remember, I remember a few things, but uh, I can't speak because I have not spoken. I'm sure it wasn't so tough for you to defy your mother because you also had a fairly independent life yourself. You went to a boarding school. Is that that's my husband, not me? Is that incorrect information about you floating around on the internet? There are a lot of incorrect, in, including my date of birth is also incorrect on Wikipedia. So what can I do? Can we make that clear now? What the date of birth is? 
it's 4th june and they have written 4th july okay so i get uh, messages on both the days so <laughs> i've tried many times to correct it but it has not been corrected what cannot be untrue of course is the fact that you did go to national school of drama uh, you did study uh, a theater you did study acting and when did you come to bombay uh, uh, nina ji which year was it that you moved to bombay and did you like move with a lot of nsd friends was that the group that you were hanging with uh, after my nsd i i wanted to do my phd so my uh, mphil subject was stage techniques in sanskrit drama theory and practice then they gave me uh, i paid my fee and then they gave me lady teacher from delhi university to be my guide but how i wanted to pursue my subject she did not like she had some other way of doing it which i didn't like so it fell through and in the meantime uh, i passed out in 80 1980 and 81 when i was going through this phd or no phd i got a film offer of a film called adharshila okay which was shot in delhi which had a whole lot of theater actors nasir uh raja bundela anita kavar satish koshik and whole lot of other actors and i was also a part of it and then i said no i want to do this only when i saw myself on a big screen uh, not many people have seen that film and then uh, over there only gandhi film was being made mm. i auditioned for kasturba but they offered me abha ben's role that is one of the walking sticks of gandhi so supriya patak and me manu ben and abha ben the whole world in delhi the whole theater world film world everybody was involved in that film and a lot of us came to bombay with that little bit of money which we had earned from gandhi the people from gandhi unit actors and technicians the whole plane was full of them and i landed here because i had a shoot here of gandhi in bombay mm. so i shifted with the crew and cast of gandhi here i'm here <laughs> till now so so that iconic scene uh, nina ji where uh, gandhi gets shot was that was that was shot here in bombay no that was shot in delhi in fact that was the first scene of mine hmm. and uh, we were waiting uh, when he comes out and he's he's shot and i remember the clouds came and it started drizzling and so two three days it was supposed to be one day work so it became three days we were very happy because we were paid daily <laughs> on daily basis and uh, that was shot there and it uh, other some sequences were shot in bombay take us through that uh, through that sequence because it's not just your first time uh, in gandhi but it's also the first scene of gandhi it's the final scene of gandhi and it's a moment that remains etched in you know in public memory in history as it were what was it like shooting that scene do you remember anything of those three days while it was raining of course what i remember that uh, ben kingsley uh, we had to be waiting there with him and he had a very good sense of humor yeah. so he will crack jokes but he will crack jokes in the gandhi kind of a way okay he never got out of his character so in his gandhi character he used to crack jokes with us and he was so committed my god i can't believe he used to sleep on the floor so that he gets the feel of uh, what mahatma was and uh, then finally we did the sequence and it was very scary because you know uh, he's shot and the whole shooting sequence and then we fall down and things like that 
but it was actually you're right it was a very amazing experience for us getting gandhi working with richard attenborough and this huge thing i remember a very interesting thing so we did a sequence of his uh, when he dies and uh, of his arthi going okay on rajpath and it was a full day job they had invited audience to be there to see because it was like that when he when he died and we had like vans everywhere and we had a lot of junior artists and we are supposed to walk 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 behind the dead body and uh, we were told that you have to be in the character the whole day if you want to go to the toilet there are vans you tell us we will take you there so what used to happen that a study camp guy suddenly we are walking walking suddenly the study camp guy come and he will take our shot so we had to be in the character it was hot outdoors but it was a crazy experience it was they had redone you know it was like the same time absolutely and the best thing i remember was so when it finished in the evening now everybody is saying jai ho or whatever ram ram or whatever and then now he has to get up <laughs> okay so people will laugh so he told me that later on so what he did was slowly he got up and he did namaskar like gandhi ji used to do and then nobody laughed so he said that throughout i was thinking what will happen how will i do this when i get up because the hordes of crowds around right. who actually have started really thinking that he was a real mahatma amazing in fact that particular scene is in the guinness book of records for the maximum number of extras used uh, in a scene in a film ever uh, yeah. so i mean uh, one thing i've learned now is that you actually moved to bombay because of the movie gandhi you actually moved with the crew of the film and then yeah. you stuck around you know when we have conversations nina ji with a lot of people to do with films and uh, you know a lot of them i've actually had with male actors and they all talk about their struggles uh, in terms of the early years until they got their work is it any different uh, for a female actor is, is that struggle a little different when you are a look you're an aspiring actor uh, a, a woman as against a man well back then of course or even now for that matter yeah it is more difficult uh, there were casting couch for men also at that time maybe now i don't know but for a woman it was very difficult that time i think right now it's a very good time hmm. right now everybody is so professional these youngsters the directors uh kaam se matlab hai there is no other matlab you want to have an affair you have that is your this thing but it's very clean now hmm. as compared to that time you're listening to bombay film story with mayank shekhar so back then going to a producer's office meeting people were you always very you were always thinking ki yaar yahan pe it's called me too now there was there was not even that conception at that time is that something that you were always very off uh, or did you have to face things uh, during your own struggles nina ji yes i did and i have written it all in my book yes yes of course <laughs> so i have uh, written all my experiences what i went through the main thing after writing all these things what i have said is that nobody here is forcing you to go and sleep with somebody to get work because if you say no there are 10000 other people who are willing to do it 
So nobody is forcing you. It is you who have to decide how much you want to compromise to get a, a role. Right. So it is on you. When I used to go back to Delhi, people used to ask me, "Arey, tumko sona padta hai sabke saath, tumhe ye karna padta hai." I said, "Nahi, mujhe kuch karna padta nahi. If I don't want to do it, I don't do it. It's on me." Absolutely, absolutely. But there are things that you had to do uh, uh, to make a living, to survive in the city, as it were. And one of the things I came across uh, was that you were actually making uh, bengan ka bharta at uh, Prithvi Juhu, uh, uh, you know, Prithvi Theatre in Juhu, the canteen there, which was run by Farlad Kakkar. And that's how you would get your uh, your dinner. Is is take us through that? I mean, were you like a proper chef as your as your side hobby, as it were? No, I wasn't. But then I met uh, Pralat Kakkar because I used to try and get some advertisements also to uh, run my life. And Pralat is an amazing guy, and uh, he used to give me chota chota ads, you know, one close up, and give me five hundred thousand bucks. I used to get, and then he was running Prithvi Cafe, and uh, we used to hang around there, thinking that somebody will see us, some big director, producer, and we'll get work. Whole lot of us used to hang around there, and we used to make Irish coffee also. That famous Irish coffee, your coffee, right? Coffee of Prithvi Cafe, and then I told him that uh, I make very good bengal kapitta. So he said, "Chala, uh, cook." So I cooked, and everybody liked it. So he said, "Acha, you cook every day, and then I'll give you free dinner." I said, "Great." <laughs> so then we became very good friends uh, till now, and uh, he helped me a lot. Him, Kailash Surendranath. they helped me a lot at that time giving me small things like my first very small ad by which i became famous was hawkins ki city bajji you said there was the all of you 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 would hang at at prithvi uh, who were the others the aspiring actors so did you have a gang as it were like your close friends uh, all of them aspiring to make it in the films were there friends that you were still friends with you now uh, yeah uh, my classmates from nsd were there like aloknath ravi shankar kemu uh sanjeev dikshit and then i made some friends here uh, of the other classes uh, uh they were also there a whole lot of us were there from school of drama also right then right. there was yusuf mehta whole lot i don't remember now uh i used i did some plays also in at prithvi so i made some uh, ratna used to be there ratna padaksha a lot of them are there people you you've been in touch with all through or is there is there like a sort of a gang that just stuck around over the years nina ji no we've gone our own ways whosoever has become famous they look down upon them and they talk against them mm. and then sometimes they will talk those days those days i used to say ki those days are gone let's look at today you know so sometimes i don't want to talk about I used to do this in NSD. Oh, look at that! He's not talented, but he's got a role. Are because you are jealous that he's got a role and you haven't got. This was a tendency a lot over there. Yeah. I mean, there's also nostalgia that tends to be an exaggeration. We're dealing a bit of, uh, uh, you know, a little bit on nostalgia, of course, right now, Nina Ji. But I'm I'm totally enjoying it, so I hope you are too. And you know, going back to the 1980s when you just moved. I mean, you spoke of a uh, little work that you got uh, in advertising, and I'm going to look up the the Hawkins ad for sure now. Uh, yeah. But but you know, at that time, uh, you know, see, there were there were two strains of cinema, like two completely different worlds, as it were. There was the world of hardcore commercial mainstream, and you've done a whole lot of that. You know, whether it's Balwan, Angar, and Yalgars of the world, and then there was the another world which was Shyam Benegal, Mandi. uh suraj ka satwa ghoda and of course in your case also 
uh, some of the international work, like you know, Merchant Ivory film. Did you feel like you were operating in completely two separate planets while you were an actor at that time? See, the commercial films I did, the roles I did, I used to pray to God the films don't get released. <laughs> <laughs> Because I got such insignificant, uh, badly written roles. Oh God, you can't believe, you can't imagine. You haven't even heard of some of those. Very bad. And but I had to do it. I had because there was no TV at that time, uh, satellite, and there was nothing. So either you do theater. There was no money in theater. Then Sham Benegal happened. Then Monday happened. But if you see, I worked with Sham for a long time, mm. but I never got a lead part. Mm. So in the art cinema also, there was Shabana, there was Smita and Deepthi Naval. So there was no place for me anywhere. So that was very disheartening because you used to really put in everything for Sham's films or other people's films. But the lead always went to them. Maybe that is a business angle that if they take them, they will get their film released or they get more money. Uh, must be that also. But... I mean, till Badhai Ho happened, I never got a substantial role. I did myself a lot of TV where I did a lot of very good work, starting from Dard, Gumrah, and then Sars. But films were very sad, actually. There was a point where you felt like, okay, let's just quit all this and I'm going to work in Taj Hotel in Bombay. Did that ever happen to your life? Uh, I think, yes, because I said, because you see, I would rather make bharta or uh, anything else than ask for money. I could have asked for money from my parents, but I didn't want to. So I said, I'm so capable. I'm good looking. Why can't I be uh, in a reception or something like that? I have, no, I have no shame in any kind of work. Every work is good. But asking for money is bad. I mean, uh, we spoke a little bit about the two worlds, as it were, of the two worlds of cinema uh, that you inhabited. But I think in both those worlds, Inaji, there are two iconic moments in their history that you've been part of. One, the most iconic film from Art House or Parallel Cinema would have to be, and I'm just saying that because of the number of times people have watched that film, has to be Jane Bidayaro, right? I mean, and you were part of that. I mean, what is your favorite memory of Jane Bidayaro? Are yaar, my favorite name, my most non-favorite memory is that actually uh, we used to do workshops. So I was, uh, I had an angle uh, between me and Ravi Vaswani. There was a thing, a whole uh, uh, thing written. But the film was becoming very long. So they cut that whole ah. thing. Otherwise I would have had a more, ab usme bhi, why, why didn't I do Bhakti Barve's role? You know what I mean? It's a very iconic film, but my role was not a very satisfying role for me. But did you have fun shooting it? It was only fun. We used to laugh, laugh, laugh all the time. We used to spend our own money. I used to go in an auto rickshaw to the shoot. I wore all my own clothes. It was a small budget film. But how much fun we had, especially the last scene, the Mahabharat scene. Right. We used to laugh and laugh and laugh. All the people like Satish Kaushik, Puri, oh my God. Uh, it was a great uh, fun time. Your role may have got shortened, but there was an entire role of Anupam Kher who could have made his debut from that film that got knocked out completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Disco killer that he was supposed to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but it personally for you did you find television more satisfying i mean even if you take something like a bunyad that you were part of again that's part of pop culture history did you did you find that a little more satisfying in terms of you as an actor in terms of how challenging those roles were yeah and i could do variety of roles i have played kabir's mother i played saas i have done stories with satyajitre i have done stories with sham i have done a very nice series uh, i'm forgetting with uh, shelly a uh, very different kind of so i could do variety of roles in television which i would have never done on films even if i have got them so television was very satisfying and saas was so very satisfying again on your imdb what comes up after uh, janib yaro is either a series or a movie called janib you know paro it was yeah 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 i what remember what was it, it was i have not seen it so i don't know but yeah there was janib you know paro that you were part of nina ji you would not remember no no it's showing up in your imdb though i don't know <laughs> you're listening to bombay film story with mayank shekhar the other <laughs> iconic moment uh, uh, that people will remember or at least was huge at the time when it came out was from khalnayak that the commercial hardcore masala iconic in the sense of uh, choli ke piche kya hai there was a massive uproar uh, i distinctly remembered in in the early 90s was it really hard to take for you because like there was a backlash to that song uh, and you were the face of that song when subhash ji called me i still remember i think rajkamal studio and he uh, made me hear this song and i said bas role itna hi hai song is also one fourth i have rest is madhuri song that's right so i said no i will not do it i'm not a dancer who be dancing and i say any this is one or two small scenes i said no 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 i'm an actor i am not going to do it then again i met him at some party and he used to keep the cassette in his uh, pocket and he again made everybody hear it the song was amazing so then he lured me he said dekh tere ko nuksan nahi hoga fayda nahi hoga to nuksan bhi nahi hoga ye hit hoga gana finally i got lured into doing it and then what happened i earned a lot of money doing shows uh, everywhere like uh, i'll go with the, some troupe uh, with some musician with some singer and i used to perform the whole song on stage myself so i do did that but what happened was then after that nothing after that i think three four times i got offered the similar kind of situation uh, thing and then i said no in spite of uh, me wanting money i kept saying no i will not do one uh, half a song or one song square but did the press go after you did they ask you questions because i remember there was a entire like moral outrage against the song when it came out did you have to answer uh, were journalists asking you too many questions on the song or its morality or whatever the outrage was about yeah they did ask me uh, but i uh, but the song had become hit right. so when something is a hit then you don't ask too many questions no <laughs> <laughs> so so they didn't but uh, but it was so funny even till today in small small towns they know me from choli ke piche as if i've done nothing else in my life you know that's how popular it became i mean there is a small town idea of nina gupta and there is the metropolitan idea of Nina Gupta and uh, I can say this for a lot of uh, my friends and speaking on their behalf you're seen as a feminist icon of sorts uh, to a lot of people and it seems to me every time i hear your interviews or watch them 
or read them that it's a tag that you constantly want to reject. You know, you don't want to be seen. Like, you know, there's things that you say, which I find unbelievable, unbelievable because of how I perceive you. You say things like you don't believe in women empowerment. You say things like uh, raising a child as a single mother is a bad idea. You say uh, that marriage is essential. You get, we got married at 50. Uh, you say that with a man and a woman, there is nothing called love. Love is what you share only with your child. Neeraji, what's up? Like, really, what's up? <laughs> Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you uh, one line from my book where I said in the beginning that now you will read my story told by me and not by media. Right. So if somebody like, who's a little known has a child out of wedlock, it becomes a very big thing. It's a very scandalous good news. What can I do to negate it? at that time. I can't do anything because I don't have the power. I'm powerless. So I kept quiet. What can I say? And what all these things you have said, I have said is what I believe in, is what I am. But that is very boring na, for the press. boring. Mm. Are you saying that, you know, you went through a lot because of your choices uh, and that it had an effect on the way you were looked at professionally too. Is that what you're saying at some level? Like say, for instance, uh, you know, your relationship with Sir Viv Richards and, and you're having a child thereafter. Now, when you look back, wasn't a great idea to begin with? Is that what you're saying, Ninaji? Falling in love is, is a good idea. It's not a bad idea. At that time, when you are young, no matter how many people tell you not to do something, you do it. No? All of us have done it. Same with me. I was... I was blind. I was in love. I would do anything. I did not. My friends told me it would be, you know, when you, when the child will grow up, this will happen, that will happen, this will happen, don't do it. But at that time, you don't listen to anybody. When you are young, you're in love, you don't listen to anybody. Same happened to me. But that wisdom, which I have today, you don't have it then. It is not possible. So it's okay. I made a decision. I looked after my daughter myself. I was not dependent on anybody for anything, whether it's emotional or financial support. So I could sail through. If that was not the case, I would be a mess. You know, uh, because I had this thing that I can always earn. You know, I'm capable of earning and looking after my child any which way without even doing things which I would feel are wrong. I mean, the reason why you camped up, if I'm not mistaken, is also the level of media attention that is given to this. I remember reading about the Illustrated Weekly uh, of India at the time that actually ran a birth certificate to prove who was uh, Masaba child off. That would have really ranked you. That would have really thrown you off. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's why I called him a bastard on print. Because uh, he's a serious journalist. He, uh, he did it. I have a proof. I've got two birth certificates. I have a proof. But you see, all this happened because Vivian was a big name. He's a big international name. If it was somebody who was not that big or not that known, a common person, then anybody would have done anything. Hmm. Nothing. It's because he his name was so big that it was a very good story. Right. Moving on from there, Ninaji. And I'm going straight into 28 July 2017, a big event in your life, 
and it was as simple an event as you posted on Instagram what most people post on LinkedIn, which is asking for a job. You know, <laughs> and I really want to know on that day, and that just turned around things for you on that day. What exactly happened? Who called you up? Who all you spoke to? I was not getting work for some time, and I was wondering why. And then once or twice I realized when people ask me, "Are uh, you to now live in Delhi?" I said, "No, I live in Bombay." So people have started thinking. There was this rumor, the news around me that Nina Gupta is now married. She shifted to Delhi because my husband is from Delhi, and she doesn't work now. I didn't realize this very day. I had gone to meet Zoya Akhtar for this series she was doing. I was entering her. home because she wanted to narrate the thing to me and i was entering and i outside i met her assistant and she say hi and then she asked me when did you come to bombay that did it i had a meeting with zoya came home i was angry i said because of my bloody media uh, nonsense image and news i'm not getting work so that time i had 11000 followers on insta and i i didn't even know how to tag and how to do anything but gussa and frustration and i wrote this after posting it as a shit my daughter is going to kill me how dare you do this and i waited 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 then i didn't even know you can delete it or something you know what i mean and then Masawa wrote such an emotional thing for that. I said yes, <laughs> so I have done something right. Yeah, it became a big thing, but I just did it because I was so frustrated. I mean, there is the social media angle of it, but the more important angle is who, who was the first director or producer who called you up? Like, listen, I have a role for you, Nina Ji. Who was who was the first person? Anubhav Sena for Mulk. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he was the first one who came. He came home and he narrated me the script and my role. Uh, after that was the Bakar Banerjee for Sandeep Piggy Farrar. Mm. Then I think Badhayu. Amazing, amazing. I mean, it's it's just the fact that you were out of mind, out of sight kind of situation. You were around. Who was the assistant director, uh, Nina Ji? Oh, do you remember? Because you owe her a lot, actually. Owe him or <laughs> her a lot. I don't remember her name. I can. I'll find out someday. Yeah, I you don't must. Know. You must. You must. Yeah. Well, of course. Thereafter is a new history in the making for you. Is this your best phase? I mean, it does look like it to me, given all the work that you've done thereafter since two thousand seventeen. Is this when you're having the most fun? Yeah, and to tell you the truth, every night before I go to sleep, I thank God. Okay, it's better late than never. At least. in this very beautiful phase of indian film industry i am still here and i am getting work everybody looks for that break na in mm. movies or tv so i had not my break came at, at this time with badayo that was my break that to it's your destiny they were they didn't want me you know and then suddenly they saw khujli and uh, they liked it i didn't even audition I auditioned for Dibakars. I didn't even audition for Badayo. That is fascinating. You know, I am going to keep this conversation short for two reasons. One is that we can carry on forever, but the second most important reason is that I'm actually looking forward to your book 
uh, Nina Ji. Uh, and of course, there's a lot that you will be revealing there. There's a lot that you were talking about. Uh, I would love to read that book and get back to you on a couple of things also that you mentioned marriage is essential for everyone and all those other points which will be interesting to, to debate with you on. Thank you so much, Nina Ji, for this conversation. It's been, it's been absolutely a pleasure. Yeah, it was very nice. Otherwise, I get bored with interviews, but this one I enjoyed because okay. it was so different. Yeah, yeah. Really. Hope to have you again on this show. Thank you so much. Yes. Again. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.